The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Mobile month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're going to take a close look at the small screen and discuss what SEOs need to know about optimizing their strategies, content, and technology for max impact on mobile devices. Joining us to kick off content month is Jordan Cooney, who is the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. And Jordan and I are going to walk through some of the differences between mobile and desktop experiences for consumers. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's the first installment of Mobile Month with Jordan Cooney, CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Uh, looking forward to kicking off Mobile Month and sharing some of my thoughts here. I'm, I'm really excited to kick off Mobile Month. And not only is it Mobile Month, but it's the Mobile Month of March. So lots of M's this month. That's right. Maybe a little tongue twister there. Say it 10 times fast. Mobile much. Oh, God. I can't even do it once. No, stop trying. Okay. <laughs> We're off to a flying start already. Let's let's talk about mobile and you know, we're gonna cover a lot of ground this month. Let's start at the top. When you think of mobile and how it relates to SEO, you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of topics that really come to mind from my perspective, but first and foremost, I think that the common understanding that mobile today is just a primary medium. It's the way that Almost everyone now consumes content, uh, whether you're in developed nations uh, or developing nations. Mobile has become the primary access point for content and for engagement uh, through the web. And that is just kind of a, a common fact. I think that that's really at the core 
of changing a mindset of this mindset that I think even not just for SEOs, but even a lot of digital marketers, the mindset has historically and still kind of been this transitional process. Well, uh, wake up. It's no longer transitional. It just is. And mobile is uh, the primary medium nowadays. I think I have a good understanding of why, but just for our listeners, you know, why do you say that mobile is something that you know is now a bigger consideration than non-mobile experiences? Yeah, there's a couple of things that we look at, and I mean, some of this stuff is not at all relevant to just search, right? This is more relevant to just your business and managing your business. And uh, one of the interesting things that I, I was looking at and reading up on uh, a few weeks ago was a study by the Center of, um, of Generational Kinetics. And this organization basically did a study on, on the different generations and how much they use mobile devices. And in particular, the one data point that really struck me uh, most interesting was that for Generation Z, so this is the up-and-coming generation uh, right now who are literally, they are pure mobile consumers. They only know mobile devices. They've, on- they've had mobile devices their entire life you know, less than 2% of them use a mobile device for less than an hour a day. So less than 2% of the current generation that has grown up exclusively mobile devices is using mobile devices less than an hour a day. And that, that's kind of crazy and mind, mind-boggling. And so if you can only think about that, as that generation gets into the uh, consumer consideration set and, and starts to go through college, get jobs and, and, and contribute to, to society in those ways, Obviously, the only way they're going to do that is through mobile because that's, that's their, their only medium. Not to go too much down this path, but you and I both have young children. And the interesting thing to me is that it is damn near impossible to get an iPad out of a two-year-old's hands when they've figured out that there's a video or a game that they want to play. Mobile devices are, you know, on some levels addicting. And the user experience where you're not actually typing and using a keyboard and a mouse is so much easier than a desktop experience that you know we're seeing people start to use those devices younger and younger. But let's talk a little bit about the search landscape and how it relates to mobile. Give me a sense of you know how big mobile is relative to desktop now, and what direction is it heading? So for many industries, and uh, we see this uh, across the board. Obviously, in in some of the more heavy content-driven industries, like say news and media. Those folks have transitioned to a you know a sixty forty or higher split of mobile traffic compared to uh, desktop traffic, and that gap is kind of flattened out for some of those uh, what I like to call mobile pioneering industries. But what we really notice is that this is now a trend that has trickled down into much more traditional businesses, ones that are say like real estate or even other businesses that normally you thought would be kind of protected from just a pure mobile experience, there have been pioneers and innovating companies who have really forced the envelope of mobile being the primary medium for accessing their content. And even if you think about it from a local standpoint, uh, what Yelp has done on a local standpoint for a local business, how many businesses are so reliant on Yelp as a source of awareness to generate foot traffic into their local business. It's pervasive throughout all industries. So it's interesting to me that you're talking about, you know, for local businesses, mobile is essentially the only way to go. Very few people are looking on a desktop device to figure out 
where they're going to dinner, where to get their haircut. That is all mobile at this point, right? Those industries, that ship has sailed. But in some of the larger purchases, things that require more consideration, buying a home and buying a car, we're really seeing a shift towards mobile, right? You see someone like Zillow or cars.com or you know any of the other major car retailers, even down to Tesla, you're seeing mobile experiences that are becoming equally as important as the desktop experiences that they've crafted. Absolutely. And what happens is that as you have some of these mobile pioneering companies or innovators, say like a Zillow in the real estate industry, those companies create an entirely new set of expectations for users. And then when users visit your website or they want to access your content through an app or other means, they become reliant or dependent on those mobile expectations. And so those transitions haven't happened overnight, but they certainly have evolved over time. So now if you're just a real estate agent in a local market, well, you need to be thinking about, am I delivering the content and the experience in a mobile-rich way that buyers and sellers of homes would expect. I think the big question for me is not what industries is mobile pervasive, but where is mobile not actually the primary form of content consumption? Are there industries that you're seeing where mobile isn't basically the the most important user experience? Yeah, Google uses this acronym um, YMYL, so your money, your life. And in some of those industries that are considered that, you're still seeing kind of a, a slower adoption towards mobile, particularly some of the finance industries, you know, taxing, taxation, banking. But the reality is even those, those industries, excuse me, have become incredibly uh, focused on mobile and in some cases trying to create their own kind of innovation track for mobile. But those are still kind of maybe some of the laggers that still are out there. But again, I think that goes back to the mindset that we kind of started the the show off talking about, which is like, this is no longer a transitional thing. Like mobile is the primary content access point for, for consumers these days. So basically the big slow moving industries, tax, banking, finance, medical, insurance, probably government, Um, those are places where mobile is not necessarily the biggest industry, but pretty much everywhere else, mobile is the predominant form of content consumption. Right. Correct. Okay. Talk to me about the different content types. I know that we talked about Zillow as an example of, you know, a large purchase that has a mobile facet to it. Obviously, they have some long form content and they have some short form content. One is a mobile experience, one isn't. Are there different content types that are specifically suited to mobile? Most definitely. Uh, And I think there's a couple of ways of looking at the mobile content landscape. And I'd like to start off by kind of demystifying one of them, which is this idea of of long-form content, right? We talk a lot about long-form content, not just as SEOs, but we talk about long-form content when designing certain sections of our site or working with editorial teams. The reality is that everything is a long-form content in mobile. Uh, So there isn't like this binary-like distinction that suddenly you have shorter content that just automatically works for mobile. That's kind of a falsehood. There's such limited real estate, such limited exposure in mobile that all content forms need to be reconsidered and rethought to ensure that it is creating both 
um, the best utility. So the best utility being uh, sharing the right message as well as the right experience or set of expectations for those consumers. So the first piece is just kind of this concept of uh, long form versus not long form. Everything needs to be considered when you're, when you're designing your content for mobile. So let's dive into that a little because I have some questions. Search metrics, for example, we write blog posts that are about SEO and we can't distill a thousand word article that is about the various ranking factors in SEO into a short form piece of content that's just going to fit on a mobile screen. So what is considered, you know, I'm using air quotes, short form content and long form content on a mobile device? And what's the way to handle an experience when you have a true long form piece of content that's, you know, blog posts and things that are just a little bit more in depth? Yeah, so there, there's a couple ways to enrich that experience. And, and the first one is ensuring that your above the fold frame has the capabilities to distinguish or feature the most important content asset within the story or the content that you're displaying. So whether that's a table or a summary statement um, or a bulleted list or numbered list, like having that functionality that surfaces the meat of what you're trying to showcase at the top is probably the most important capability that you can leverage in mobile. Working off of that, the next layer from there is how you look at, say, um, menus in the general navigation and the navigational design is the next piece because you cannot expect that consumers are going to be able to digest all of that information in that one mobile page. But getting a user to do multiple sessions can often convey the full story. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think that there's also an opportunity to have your longer form content, but then also supplement it with audio so you can have somebody play what you're talking about. But then again, you know, I'm a podcast host. What do I Right. right. Video, audio, and other assets to consolidate your content is also a very, very good mean. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. It sounds much better when you say it. Talk to me a little bit about some of the navigation and imagery. There's, you know, mobile is just inherently a very visual way to consume content because you don't have a lot of space. How much does that stuff matter? A ton. 
it is surprising the projects that we have done with partners around navigation uh, in both the introduction of the right navigation. So what I mean by that is, do you need to have multiple navigation menus, not just one? Say you have uh, a hamburger menu, you have a, a header menu, maybe you have a footer menu. There's different ways to expand and collapse these menus these days. Uh, that is maybe one of the most vital assets that you have in mobile because it is fundamentally the ease of use. It is that swipe, that quick click, that ability to shift into other content within your your experience very quickly is ultimately what the optimization of those menus will do for the user. But those user signals along with the ability for Google to navigate and crawl that is the, the secondary benefit that you generate from that. Yeah, that's the one thing that I don't quite understand with mobile in terms of doing your navigation. It seems like you want to simplify and take as much as you can out to just drive people to the primary points on your website. Basically, mobile is a distillation of your desktop experience, but then you lose all of that navigation and linking. How do you rationalize having a simplified experience with losing out on the internal linking? It is a very tricky topic, but it is one that has evolved a lot in the mobile space. Part of it is that um, there's a lot more capabilities and features that just didn't exist even a few years ago in terms of navigation. The expandability of navigational menus, the collapsibility of navigational menus, also the ability to embed menus within the body of the page. So the reality is that there's, there's a richer set of capabilities that many companies who maybe went through the quote-unquote transitional period and became mobile-ready and are now competing against fiercely optimized mobile-first companies, they may want to really revisit their mobile experience because many of these companies who just took those menus and, and, and took them for granted as is from the, from the responsive design or the kit that they used to become mobile-ready they're missing out because that's a huge asset for them to enrich both the user experience and create more accessibility for Google. I think the other thing that comes to my mind when there when you talk about navigation with mobile is that there are different formats of navigation. There is your swipes and your soft clicks and hard clicks and there's all sorts of different things that you can do on a mobile device that you can't necessarily do on most desktop devices. And so there's different ways to get around. And we're going to go into mobile design a little bit later in the month and talk about some of the ways that you can get from point A to point B. One of the things that I want to ask you about is, you know, we're talking about mobile specific features. How much does it matter when you're building in things like transactional features, right? One click pay, um, some of the device, you know, the defaults that Apple has built out for the iPhone, like using your face to recognize who you are to do sign-in and authentication. Does Google look at those signals to understand whether you're a cutting-edge mobile site? and Does that affect your SEO? That's a great question, Ben. Uh, right now, today, there is no data that justifies that those enhancements around transactional uh, ease of use, whether it's uh, Apple Pay and Google Google Pay and the ability to kind of to have that instant pay stream, that those have any impact. However, I would predict that that will become one of those features that Google, and not just Google, but really just in general, that users are going to demand and expect because 
it's really nice when you click that Apple Pay feature and all of your data populates in all of those fields, your name, your address, your phone number, um, you know, all these things that are kind of hard to do when you're on a mobile device and have to fill them all in that instantly populates and you finish the transaction right there. That's well, just, really nice. just take, just take my money. It's cool. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, you know, the two of us we're we're buying a bunch of baby products. So <laughs> I think that uh, I'll take the ease of use any day. I think I bought something for myself this month. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, no, we're, we're, we're all buying You're baby lucky. products. <laughs> so let's talk about the strategy of mobile and optimization. When you think about advising uh, search metrics as customers, what direction are you pointing them? What are the priorities for making sure that you're optimizing your mobile experience for SEO performance? So we are really still incredibly focused on mobile speed factors. So ensuring that you have the fastest possible mobile experience, priority number one. And that is largely because there is a huge difference between the level of expectation that a desktop user can have in terms of accessibility to internet speed, whether it's through fiber or other means, pretty fast most of the time and pretty reliable. The accessibility on a mobile device, that's a different story. And you can have one user who is, has access to the Wi-Fi network and is on fiber and is running at top speed. And you've got another guy or gal who's sitting in Montana on top of a mountain trying to access that same page and barely even has a good 3G connection. So this very vastly different uh, set of expectations in terms of accessibility, in terms of the speed of the internet that that user has, makes speed so much more important in mobile. So that's, that's priority number one. It's literally the difference between life and death sometimes. I was going on a jog the other day and I was sitting in traffic and one out of 12 people consistently was sitting there driving while looking at their phone. They should not be doing that. But let me just tell you, if your site isn't performing, they're not going to be paying attention to the road. <laughs> one more reason why let's, site speed is really important. Let's hope that that's not the reasoning behind <laughs> why we should be making our sites fast because people just shouldn't be doing that. And driverless cars should get here much sooner. So <laughs> I'm sure Google is working on that as well. Uh, talk to me a little bit more about some of the other factors outside of speed that you think of when it comes to mobile optimization. Yes. The next uh, really critical factor around mobile optimization is a topic that we kind of covered a little earlier, which is the accessibility of the core message. So how you get that surfaced on the page and visually above the fold in the majority of mobile experiences, that is the next most important factor and really helps drive engagement and also helps drive your conversion which is one of the topics that we're going to be covering later this month. And I think is going to be really interesting because most people just kind of take it for granted and just expect their mobile experience to operate at a same, if not better, rate than their desktop experience. Basically, that goes back to the idea of doing the executive summaries that you're putting above your blog posts, if they're long-form content, whatever it is, whatever piece of content, whatever the purpose of the page is, you need to get that point across above the fold, which is a tiny little bit of space. So you really got to consolidate your message down top of fold in mobile. Right. And I mean, in some cases, it's about having a much richer feature set for your mobile experience. So 
uh, having carousels, or as you alluded to earlier, Ben, having the ability for people to access different content forms like video or audio and having that right up at the top because, yeah, it's a lot easier for me to listen to a 25-second or 30-second audio clip about this article than it is for me to try to scroll and read uh, for 10 minutes. So those kinds of capabilities make a big difference. What are the other big strategy topics that you think about when you're advising clients? How about things like, I don't know, the design and, and linking, a couple of things that we talked about. What about usability? There is a ton of opportunity for not only webmasters who are designing and mobile designers, but also SEOs and search optimizers, as well as marketers, to really think critically about both navigation and then the crawlability or accessibility of the mobile experience from Google. And we, we haven't spent a lot of time going into some super heavy Google geek speak here, but the fascinating thing that I always recognize and I see not only in our clients, but in having conversations with SEOs is that they often overlook the accessibility and crawl path of their mobile experience and they prioritize their desktop experience nine out of 10 times. And it's comedic because mobile first has become this cliche. And what we end up doing is we just, just spend all this time looking at the desktop experience. Crawl your mobile experience. Focus on optimizing your mobile experience, both from a usability standpoint, design standpoint. We talked about that earlier in this episode. But also from an accessibility standpoint, use your footer menus and, and allow Google to access more content. Use your expandable menus and include more categories or subcategories so that Google can access your content and crawl your content through your mobile experience. It makes a big difference. In fact, I think it makes a bigger difference in mobile than it does in desktop because Google is recognizing that you're trying to use this real estate in a much more valuable way. So there's, there's a lot packaged into that summary there, but I think if folks really think critically about how their navigation and accessibility to Google go hand in hand, there's a ton of value for you there and, and growth that you can generate from Google traffic. Yeah, mobile is very much a mindset. And I think that you know maybe this is just you know, some of the companies and, and experiences that I like, but the companies and brands that focus on building out a mobile experience or started with the mobile experience, their desktop experiences tend to be more simplified and a little bit more articulate. And so going through the process without having a lot of real estate to understand what really needs to be there helps you focus on what's important. And hopefully that transfers over to a simplified desktop experience. Yep, absolutely. Certainly does. Okay. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. I think that there's a lot to think about when we talk about mobile and SEO. And so for the rest of this month, what we're going to do is we're actually going to bring in a couple different people that are experts in mobile optimization. Uh, we're going to talk to someone who's a conversion rate optimization specialist, someone who's a mobile designer. And we're working on scheduling one of the preeminent technical mobile SEO experts. So lots to look forward to when it comes to mobile. Jordan, any last words before we let you go? This is a, an exciting mobile march. And there's, there's a ton to be learned here. And I hope that if you're listening now, as we introduce this month, I hope that you pass these recordings on to the key stakeholders that help you with mobile, whether it's other marketing members or your, your development teams, because there's a lot that can be unlocked here. And there's so much more value in locking these mobile optimizations than many of the other topics that we talk about that are considered much more traditional desktop uh, optimizations. 
It's Mobile March Madness here on the Voices of Search podcast, and we're excited to bring you the rest of the month coming up soon. And with that said, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his bio in our show notes, or you can send him a tweet where his handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast, you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, Hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week to talk about conversion rate optimization for mobile. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd be honored if you'd leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.